Redeemer sent to a rugged cross my Savior bear my sins my replacement took my place my provider now I have To a rugged cross, my Savior, bear my sins, my replacement, took my place, my provider, now I have. Just to know it.
Christ of the living God, getting to know him, just to know him, because he is the I am God. Thank God for that inspirational song, Just to Know Him, by Charles Jenkins. Amen. Thank God for another Sunday and another podcast. In Jesus' name, we magnify you because of who you are and where you are. You are on the right hand of the Father. And we thank you in advance for all the things that you have done and all the things that are we are in, in anticipating of your doing. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this message. Let it go forth with revelation knowledge. Let your people understand that you are the author and the finisher of our faith and that your word is true and every man is a liar. Thank you for just being there for us. You say you will never leave us nor will you forsake us. You're there at the beginning and you're there in between and you are there in the ending of everything, God. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We want to talk about Acts, the 24th chapter, starting at the 14th verse. And it reads, Acts 14, no, Acts 24 and 14. Acts 24 and 14. Amen. And amen again. 24 and 14. We're going to read these passages of Scripture in the King James Version. And also in the Amplified Bible version. And it reads in the King James Version. But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call hearsay, so worship I the God of my fathers, Believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets, and have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void to offense towards God and towards men. Now after many years, I came to bring alms to my nation and offerings, whereupon certain Jews from Asia 
found me purified in the temple, neither with multitude nor with tumult, who ought to have been here before thee, who ought have to hear, who ought to have been here before thee. An object, if they had ought against me. Let's read that 19th verse again. Who ought to have been here before thee? An object. If they have, if they had ought against me, or else let these same here say, if they have found any evil doing in me, if they have found any evil doing in me, while I stood before the council, except it be for this one voice that I cried standing among them, touching the resurrection of the dead, I am called and questioned by you this day. And when Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he deferred them and said, when like, like when Leasus, when Leasus, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the othermost of the of your matter. And he commanded a satyrian to keep Paul, and to let him have liberty, and that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come unto him. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and to end judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way, for this time when I have a covenant season, for this time, for this time when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. He hoped also that money should have been given him of Paul, that he might lose him. Wherefore he sent for him the oftener, oftener, and communed with him. But, 27th verse, but after two years, Porcus Festus came into Felix's room. Porcus. Porcus Festus came into Felix's room, and Felix, willing to show the Jew, the Jews a pleasure, left Paul bound. And we're going to read the key verse of this message. Acts 25 and verse 16. But I want to start at the 13th verse 
Acts 25. Acts 25, verse 13. I won't be before you long. Just want to enlighten you on the situation that Paul is in because of the Christ. Acts 25, verse 13. And after certain days, King Agrippa and Bernice came unto Caesarea to salute Festus, Festus. And when they had been there many days, and by the way, I'm reading this in the Amplified first, uh, in the King James Version, sorry, first. And when they had been there many days, Festus declared Paul's cause unto the king saying there is a certain man left in bonds by Felix about whom when I was at Jerusalem when I was at Jerusalem the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me desiring to have judgment against me to whom I answered it is not the matter of the Romans to deliver any man to die before that he which is accused have the accusers face to face and have license to answer for himself concerning the crime laid against him. In my text for today, in this message is meet face to face with your accuser. Meet face to face. And it goes on to say, therefore, when they were come hither without any delay, on the morrow, I sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought forth. Against whom, when the accusers stood up, they brought none accusations, accusations of such things as I supposed. But he had certain questions against him of their own superstition and of one Jesus, which was dead, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. Now, we have people that accuse you of something, and the thing is, they do not have any proof, proof of the accusation. They don't have proof of the accusation, but they still want to condemn or command that you die. Now, here's the thing. Jesus died on the cross, and they condemned him to death without a cause. But in the spirit world, Jesus died on that cross for our sins. But the enemy did not know that that was his purpose of being here. Now you have Paul preaching Christ 
And that same spirit is trying to kill Paul without proof or accusation of what Paul is doing. Now, here's the thing. In the secular world, you've been accused. And in the secular world, it says that you are innocent until proven guilty. And this is what Felix was saying to the people. You cannot kill him or condemn him to death except you have proof of this charge to be sentenced to death. You cannot kill a man with false accusations. You're not, you cannot kill a man without proof. So in the secular world, there are a lot of innocent people that had the death penalty and charges brought up against them that were false or that couldn't be proven that this person or that person has committed a crime. But because we live in a corrupt system and they are just focusing on numbers, and when I say focusing on numbers, focusing on the conviction rate of that state or the conviction rate or the federal part of charges to a person. They want 100% conviction, but they can't get 100%, but they move close towards the 100%. They may have 99%, 98%, 96% of conviction rate. And sometimes in between those percentages, a lot of the people are innocent. Paul was brought before judgment to be condemned to death. And in that 24th chapter, in that 14th verse, listen to what happened in that 14th verse. And that is what we're going to read in the Amplified, but we're not going to read from 14 to 27, but I'm going to give you an idea of the situation that Paul is in. But, 14 verse, but I confess this to you, that according to the way which they call a divisive and heretical sect, heretical sect, like a hearsay sect, I do worship and serve the God of our fathers, confidently believing everything that is in accordance with the law of Moses and that is written in the prophets, having the same hope in God, which these men cherish themselves, that there shall certainly be a resurrection of the dead. In other words, we all are going to rise both of the righteous and the wicked and of the wicked in view of this I also do my, do my best and strive always to have a clear conscience before God and before men we all need a clear conscience we need a clear understanding and we need to know who Christ is we know he died on the cross 
And we also know that he has risen. So we need to face our accusers face to face. We need to meet face to face. We need to squash this. We need to know and let everybody know who Christ is. Yes, I've been accused, accused for preaching Christ. And I am confident that he lives and he has risen. And in that time that he has risen, we also will be resurrected. The good and the wicked. In other words, we're going to rise and be judged. And that's where God will do his separation. Let the wheat grow with the tear. He's going to separate the righteous from the wicked. In that resurrection, resurrection hour, when that time comes. So Paul was not given to defend himself until Felix heard word that Paul was apprehended. And the people did not have an accusation on the reason why he has been apprehended. And later down on, later on in this message, they apprehended him because of their belief in religion. Religion can get folk in trouble. That's why we have diverse denominations. We have different views on how to view Christ. Denominations is the great divide. But there is only one denomination and that is God in Christ. That's the only denomination that we have. They did not preach denominations in the word. They preached Jesus. They did not preach Methodists. They preached Jesus. They did not, they did not preach the Episcopalians. They preached Jesus. The A&M, A&M, A&ME Church. They not they did they did not preach that they preached Jesus, and Paul was on trial for preaching Jesus, and not only preaching Jesus, but he was accused of saying that Jesus is still alive, and that accusation of saying that Jesus is, does not live was false, according to Paul because. He witnessed God's spirit on the road to Damascus. And God spoke to him and asked him, why are you persecuting thou me? And Paul, without understanding at the time, persecuting thou me, yes, my people, my I am, people that are a part of me. Why are you persecuting them. Why are you doing this? What is your purpose? And Jesus told him that he was going to be a messenger for him. And Paul was blinded. And there was a man of God that was spoken to him at 
the same time Paul was on his road to Damascus. And when he got there, God told him that he will heal Paul of his blindness. In other words, the metaphor is that Paul was blind to Jesus. But after the men of God prayed for Paul, Paul began to see the Christ. He began to see the anointed one and the anointed. And Paul began to preach Christ. And Paul was being threatened by the religious leaders about preaching that Jesus is alive. And Felix began to say that you cannot put a man to death without proving your accusations. And Felix was the younger brother of the Greek freedman Marcus Antonius Pallas. This man served as a secretary of the treasury during the reign of the emperor Claudius. Felix became the procurator by the appeal of his brother, according to Taxidus Pallas. And Felix descended from the Greek kings of Arcadia in the procurator procurator amen is a Roman history any of the various imperial officials with fiscal or administrative powers a person as a deputy attorney or agent employed to manage the affairs of other others now this is why Felix had to step up and let them know you cannot kill or condemn someone to death without a trial. And Felix specified that and told them that we need to have him to face his accusers face to face. And we have to face our accusers face to face. Whether it's preaching Christ or whether there is some false accusations or rumors that's going on about you, you need to face your accusers face to face. Face them face to face. Face your accusers face to face. Acts, Acts starting at the 23rd chapter, what I'm doing is the preparation page of the book of Acts, 24, 25, and 23. Now, to face is to come, is to confront. You have to confront your accusers. Acts 23, verse 26, Claudius, Lysias, to the most excellent governor, Felix, greetings. 
This man was seized as a prisoner by the Jews and was about to be killed by them. When I came upon him with the troops and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman citizen and wanting to know the exact charge which they were making against him, I brought him down to their council, the Jewish high court. And I discovered that he was accused in regard to questions and issues in their law, the law of Moses. But he was under no accusation that would call for the penalty of death or even for imprisonment. Now see, if you would listen very closely, the devil, Lucifer, the enemy, did that to the Christ. And then Pilate offered him up to the people and asked, who do you want to condemn the death? Jesus or the thief on the cross? And they said, crucify Jesus. Now, when I was told that there would be a plot against the man, I sent him to you immediately also directing his accusers to bring their charges against him before you. So the soldiers, in compliance with their orders, took Paul and brought him to an apartus, Paris, during the night. Now, listen. At this 23rd chapter, 26 through 31, and listen how they wanted to condemn Paul to death without a trial. Because they were very religious and it wasn't about a crime, but it was about spiritual warfare. And the spiritual warfare is not that we wrestle against flesh and blood, but they wanted to make it flesh and blood but against powers, against wickedness, against spiritual wickedness and principalities. Now, the devil wants to use people to falsely accuse you or to dampen your reputation. Especially, you are a part of the kingdom of God and the devil tries to bring up your past and accuse you of something that God has already forgiven you of, but they cannot let it go because of your favor with God. If you read 1 King, the first chapter starting at the 52nd verse, listen to what Solomon says. Solomon said, if he proves he, if he proves he is a worthy man, not even one of his hairs shall fall to the ground. But if wickedness is found in him, he shall die. Now, these Pharisees and Sadducees, or whatever they want to call themselves, wanted to kill Paul before judgment 
wanted to kill Paul before his trial. And we are right now in real time are suffering false accusations and having false accusers and trying to steal and kill your spiritual life because you have given over your life to Christ and the devil is trying to bring or conjure up I would say bring up things that would accuse you of something that is not true because what Paul was doing was telling the people that Jesus is alive. He is not dead. Yes, he died on the cross, but he rose again. And the reason why he rose again, because it was prophesied through the prophets in the Old Testament that there will be a Christ. All through the Old Testament was letting people know that here will be a Christ. And Christ had came. And Christ got up and read the scriptures and told his people that the scriptures has been fulfilled. And the scribes and the Pharisees could not understand that. So they were saying that Jesus Christ was blaspheming. Now, when they say blaspheming, that is a charge. That is the ultimate charge against their religion. That's why we need to get away from the religion and get into Christ because he is the one, the only one that was sacrificed for our sin. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son. Now, if you go in retrospect with Abraham, God asked him to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. And Abraham was about to strike Isaac as a metaphor of the sacrifice of the Christ, the anointed one. And when Abraham reached back to slew, to slay his son and offer him up, the word of God told him to look in the thicket because there is a ram in the thicket. And that ram in the thicket, according to the New Testament, is the Christ. And Christ was sacrificed on the cross for our sins. But at the same time, that same spirit condemned him to death without cause. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace, of our peace, was upon him. By his stripes, we 
are healed. This is why the Bible says, according to Jesus, the anointed, I, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men unto me. I would draw all men. Amen. We thank God for this word. And the key thing in this word is to meet, meet face to face with your accusers. Because God is greater than any accusation that's brought against you. God is a merciful God. People will send you to hell. People will even lie in, in order to, to have you get jail time. Some people will lie and say you raped them. Some people will lie and say you killed the person and you were not the one that did it. But now you are locked up because of that. That's being condemned to death. That's trying to break the spirit of man. And one songwriter says, you cannot break my soul because I love God. And I know that he died on the cross for my sins. And I know that he has risen. And not only that he has risen, he is alive right now. He is alive. His spirit is alive. His spirit is in us. And not only that his spirit is in us, his spirit is also around us. Why? Because he is omnipresent. In other words, what are you saying, prophet? He is on the inside and on the outside. No other spirit can do this. His spirit is sharper than any two-edged sword. Even it can separate the bone from the marrow. That's how powerful his spirit and his word is. So remember, God, if you confess and receive ye the Holy Ghost, he is not only on the inside of you, but he is also around you because he is omnipresent. He is so omnipresent when he died on the cross that same spirit saw the Christ dying on the cross because he was in the world as omnipresent and also in within himself in flesh. So he was in himself, in the flesh, because the word of God was wrapped up in flesh and walked among men. So if you imagine the spirit of God seeing himself die on the cross and see himself being raised on the third day by himself, which is the spirit of God, Raising up himself from the grave. I know it's uh, too hard to see or believe, but God was there at death. 
He was there at the resurrection. And he also was a witness of all of that in the spirit. Now, before I close, here's the thing. In the spirit world, whether you want to believe this or not, there's nothing hidden in the spirit world. Because in the spirit world, the angels in God can see exactly who that spirit is. There's no hiding. The spirit of deception, God can see that spirit of deception. But we can't see it, but God can give us the gift of discernment to feel that spirit of deception. He can give us the spirit of discernment to see that person is lying on you, the lying spirit. Whatever spirit that is evil cannot be hidden in the spirit world. That's why there is a war that is going on. When Daniel prayed and the angel finally came and ministered to Daniel and let him know that I was in battle. I heard you the first time, but I was in battle with some demons was trying to prevent me from giving you your message. That's why we have to pray and have warfare prayers. We need to pray and keep praying and keep praying. See, praying always with supplication. We need to pray and whatever we don't know what to pray about, the spirit of God would make intercessor for us. So just pray and just listen to God's word because the messenger is coming. The messenger will be there to protect you. Not only will the messenger will protect you, he will do battle for you. We are in a spiritual mind warfare. And if the devil can get your mind, he can steal everything else. But we need to know who God is. Keep your mind right. Stay focused. Be in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, then you have Corinthians talks about every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. But I want to read Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and I want to read it in the Amplified so we all know that we are in a spiritual warfare. And Paul was in a spiritual warfare with the religious leaders. And believe it or not, that's who we are fighting against right now in real time against religious leaders, self-righteous, know-everything leaders. Let's read Ephesians, the sixth chapter. I want to read it in the Amplified Bible. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. 
and in the power of his bondless might put on the full armor of God for his precepts are like splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier so that you may be able to successfully stand against all the schemes and the strategies of the deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness in real time, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places, supernatural places. Therefore, put on the complete armor of God so that you will be able to successfully resist and stand your ground in the evil day of danger and having done everything that the crisis demands to stand firm in your place fully prepared immovable victorious so stand firm and hold your ground having tightened the wide band of truth personal integrity moral and courage around your waist and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and upright heart, and having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability, and the readiness produced by the good news. Above all, lift up the perspective shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You have a fire fire extinguisher. You can use that against the enemy. The shield of faith. It's like a fire extinguisher. Flaming arrows of evil one of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and a sword. of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. With all prayer, petition, pray with specific requests and all times on every occasion and in every season in the Spirit and with this is view. Stay alert with all preservance and petition, interceding in prayer for all God's and pray for me that words may be given to me when I open my mouth to proclaim boldly the mystery of the good news of salvation. Amen. Put on the whole armor of God. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, starting at the tenth verse. Read that and let that get in your spirit because we are fighting a battle in our minds. Father God, in Jesus' name, let this message saturate the people 
that has listened to this message, open up their understanding. Let them know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We are having accusers that wants to condemn us to death without any just cause, just because of their religion. God, protect us from religion folk. Protect us from the religious leaders that are out there. We curse the spirit of religion right now in Jesus' name, and we call the spirit of God to manifest in our lives. In Jesus' name, God, I pray that the spirit of God was set asunder. All of the religious leaders' accusations. In Jesus' name. 